And on that note, we cue the music. Biff! 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 All right. Let's settle in. Straight from the attic, it's a buddy Biff. Biff. Radio's about to begin. These days I've been barely holding on, climbing the walls every dust till dawn. Welcome back to Biff Radio. I am your host, Ben. So this is going to be a little bit different of a podcast. Um, I've been gone for a while. I've kind of come back and gone away, come back and gone away. And I don't want to do that. But I also know I can't deny something that has been permeating in my head for a while. Biff Radio is a show that I love. I love making it, and I will make more, but not right now. For the next little while, there's going to be a new show in place of Biff Radio, a show that's been brewing in my mind for a little while, and I want to tell you about it. And in a move that is completely new to me and to any podcast I've done, I've actually written down what I want to say. So uh, here goes. Our society has a problem when it comes to grief. We ignore it, minimize it, try to push people through it as fast as possible, and shame those 
who aren't going through it at anything but a breakneck speed. For something that literally all of us will deal with at one time or another, the death of someone close to us, we are doing a really bad job at handling it and a worse job at supporting those that are currently going through it. I know this firsthand. My father, Steve Center, died on August 10th, 2020. He had been battling cirrhosis for years, a self-inflicted illness due to years and years, decades of drinking. He was 71 years old when he passed. He had not been in my life full-time since I was about five years old. I was 37 when he died. 37 years of him being on the edges of my life. In the early years, that was more of his decision than mine. In the later years, starting around 2003, I pushed him out farther. I would go months without calling him, years without seeing him. We had arguments, butted heads, and for a long time, I wouldn't talk to him unless I needed something, mostly money. If I had to describe my relationship with Steve, I would say it was poor, nearly non-existent until about the, th the last three years of his life. I can tell you that right now, as I read this, at this very moment, despite all of that, I am broken. His death has utterly broken me. I am not the same man that I was on August 9th, 2020, and I never will be. That version of Ben died with Steve. There is not a single day I do not think about him. There is not a single day I do not feel sad that he is gone. Not a single day I do not cry about the fact I will never see him again. I will never talk to him again. In one phone call from my sister, Brianne, who held his hand when he died, my life changed forever. But I have been told that I need to get over it, that it's time to move on. He wasn't in your life, so why are you so sad? You should have been through the five stages of grief by now. You're just doing this for attention. And that's just what I've been told by members of my family. We have a fundamental problem on how we view grief, how we treat people who are grieving, and how we talk to them about their grief. And I get it. No one wants to hear about how I cry every time I hear the band or any musician Steve loved. Just don't listen to it, was what a grief counselor told me. What do you mean? You want me to cut out one of the few connections I had to my dad? You want me to stop listening to music completely? As I've said many times before, there is no Biff Radio without Steve. The music is one of the best gifts he left me. Because despite all the problems we had, the anger and rage I feel towards him, even to this day, at this very moment... He was my dad. He is one half of me, and one half of the reason I'm alive is gone, and I will never see him again. You cannot begin to understand the weight of that until you are faced with it firsthand. You cannot begin to understand how it feels, and I can't even describe to you how it feels until you pick up the phone to tell your dad something, some major life accomplishment, some funny story about some song that you know he would love, and you freeze. One year ago, I had the unbelievable honor of interviewing Stephen Page, founder and former lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies. 
I came to know them, like most Americans, through the song One Week. But Steve knew about them well before that. And in a rare instance for us, we bonded over it. That Christmas, he sent me a copy of Rock Spectacle, their live album. It highlights their earlier work, and I fell in love with the band. And Steve and Ben had something to bond over. It was the first of a handful of times we really connected. So when I landed the interview, I pulled out my phone, I scrolled down to Dad, hit call, and then one of the absolute worst realizations I have ever had in my life happened. He is dead. His number isn't disconnected. It has been reassigned to someone else. Another human being has the phone number of my dad that he had for over 30 years because he's dead and he didn't need it anymore. I have to stop and say that I am very sorry to the poor young lady who has Steve's number. I have called that number more than I'd like to admit, thinking I would hear his voice at the end of that phone, instead hearing a child say hello, and then beginning to cry uncontrollably because I have once again forgotten my dad is dead. I will never get over this. I will never stop grieving. There is no end to grief. Because there is no end to love. And that is what, no matter all the bullshit in our relationship, I have for my dad. I love him. I have always loved him, and I will always love him. But that love has nowhere to go now, and has no one to receive it. It's not that I can just take that love and put it into something else or someone else. He was my father, and that love is built into the very fabric of my soul. I can stop loving him no more than I can stop breathing air, eating food, or drinking water. But now there is no one to accept that love. That is what grief is. What is grief if not love persevering. No matter what your feelings are on the MCU and superhero movies in general, you cannot sit there and tell me that isn't one of the most beautiful lines ever. It does not matter that it was said by a synthesoid to a witch. It's true. Grief is love surviving. It is the love for someone that has died, but the love you have for them has not, and it will not. And believe me, at my weakest moments, I wish it would have. As awful as it might sound, there are moments I have wished the love I have, this never-ending supply of love for Steve, would just go away. It would hurt less. It would make my mind more peaceful. I would be able to enjoy so many more things without the lens of pain that my grief puts on it. I could go see Stephen Page and not feel the unbearable weight of sadness knowing every song I love, Steve loved. Every word I sing, Steve sang. It would make so many things in my life easier. But it will never happen. Not until I die. 
and then the cycle will start again because hopefully someone will join the course of the grieving because someone will grieve me. And much like the Hotel California, you've checked in, but you can never, ever leave. This podcast series is about grief. It's a conversation with people that know the pain I talk about. They know the hurt, the sadness. They know the truth about grief. They know this doesn't end. That life changes forever, and we are left to figure out what that means. Because our lives don't stop at grief. They change. We are going to have very raw, very real talks. We are going to cry. We are going to talk about the shitty things people have said to our faces and thought they were helping us. We are going to talk about the moments that broke us and the moments that we were figuratively and literally on the floor crying. Grief is messy. Grief is not something you can understand from the outside. One person's grief can be totally different than someone else's, even if they are grieving the same person. My sister and I are not having the same experience with grief, despite losing the same person. There is a hierarchy to grief. Yes, I am sorry that you lost a goldfish that you loved when you were 10, but no, you do not understand what I am feeling. My dad died. We are going to try and find ways that people in our lives can say and do things they might think are kind and helpful, but they are really, really not. I am not an expert. My guests are not expert. I don't have a degree in any of this, and nor do they. But here's what the experts don't want you to talk about. You cannot become an expert in grief until you are dealing with your own grief. My goal for this podcast series is that you hear some truth, some harsh, some raw, painful truth, and you look at grief differently. And to those of you that are grieving, and I need you to listen very closely, I want and need you to understand you are not doing it wrong. You are not failing. You don't need to rush through the stages. You don't need to finish the stages. You don't need to start the stages. The five stages of grief are utter and total bullshit. There is one stage. It's grief. And it doesn't end. Because the love doesn't end. It perseveres. This is love perseveres. I'll see you next week, everybody. Good night.